0: Hey, you are now listening to the Graceway Podcast. Let's talk. Hey everybody, welcome to the Let's Talk Podcast. My name is John Baxter. I'm the executive pastor here at Graceway and just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, We are on all the different platforms and we're starting to see more of you follow and subscribe. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and we also have the She Is podcast. that's gaining a lot of traction, becoming, I guess, a little bit of a crowd favorite. <laughs> that's right. <Yeah. laughs> and, uh, and so Pastor Tim and I are here and celebrating some some really big stuff. We're coming to you a little bit late uh, because we just celebrated our our church's birthday this past Sunday. And so it's taken us a little bit of time to recover from that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But we're here
1: doing it now. We're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens when... Uh, You have a late Easter and you have a birthday of a church that, you know, got founded 79 years ago on Easter. Uh, So we celebrated both back to back. Yeah, really uh, two great weekends. God was super kind. Uh, Good to see, you know, the amount of people that came out. But really huge shout out to staff, to Dream Team. Uh, So many people make those events happen. Um, so many times they kind of do it. They're really the unsung heroes. Uh, and and so just thank you so much just for all of your serving, all of your faithfulness, all of your kindness, just a lot of people made spiritual decisions. A lot of people just were able to enjoy the birthday and it, it certainly isn't because of me. It's really because of you dream teamers and staff. So love you. Proud of you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. But yeah, we're, we're a little bit off schedule here, just because we gave the staff the day off yesterday. Yep. Catch your breath. Uh, gonna do some celebrating today, uh, of just what God did. It's so all 108 people make a spiritual decision That's on amazing. Easter. Love uh, that. are gonna baptize a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of people. So it's it's good. It's well, we good. just baptized a bunch, of people. we just did <laughs> baptize, and we're gonna do it again this Sunday and probably the next Sunday. Love as it. Well.
0: So I yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that speaks to. That's we're living off of seventy nine years of legacy. Yeah, we are here, we are. And, and quite a legacy. I was so I met a family first time ever coming to Graceway was this past Sunday. So okay. what a Sunday to be! Yeah, right. They're like, what right. is going on here? <laughs> right, right. I said, well, we celebrate. So has been doing something amazing here for almost yeah you know almost eighty years now. Yeah. I mean, really, it did start in tents. It did in, in Kansas City. It about did 80 years actual? Ago. Yeah. And so I said, so this is a big deal, and they're like, yeah, tell us about. it. And so I'm telling them about all the things around Graceway, and they were just. Dumbfounded, and it's good for me to go over our history sometimes to remember some of this stuff. And yeah. even you know, we have those pictures in the lobby, yeah. And I showed them, like, here's where we started in the auto <laughs> garage, <laughs> right? Right, and here was Swope Parkway, yeah. And and the additions that have happened here because of, of the ministry God's blessed us with. And um, something really in common is having four lead pastors, yeah, in 80 years, yeah, right, right. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. not too many churches, at least no, that I know of, that no. have eight decades, yeah, and only four pastors. What's
1: that like for you coming into a church that? Yeah. And I mean, to put a little bit of context for people that aren't, you know, church nerds like you and I, the average tenure of a senior pastor at church is 3.3 years. That was pre-COVID. So it's probably even lower now. So almost 80 years. I'm number four. I've been here five years. Um, yeah, I think there's two pieces to it. The one that probably is a little bit more natural to me is I feel responsible. Sure. I feel responsible for, uh, Uh, for the legacy. And I feel responsible for number five. I mean, you and I talk about that a lot, really setting up um, this church as well as we can spiritually, relationally, emotionally, financially, systemically, um, Mm vision-rich, so that the next person, you know, by God's grace, not for a long time, uh, but if (laughs) Jesus doesn't come back and I... I get to be here as long as I hope to be. I really want number five to to be able to appreciate, you know, a hundred years and, yes. and we're set oh, up, man. you know. And uh, you and I spend a lot of time trying to talk about longevity and scale and sustainability. So I think responsibility. I think the one that I'm probably not as good at, that we and I need to get better at, is just enjoying, celebrating, savoring, um, just the goodness of God over eight decades. Yes. You know, longer than either of us has been, been alive, almost longer than, you know, almost longer than uh, the totality Combined. of our lives. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're both in our mid 40s. And uh, yeah, and so I think, uh, uh, and, and that's the reason we do a birthday party. I mean, some people, it's like, why are you celebrating the church's birthday party? And I think one is just to make the statement of we're blessed just to remind another year of God's faithfulness coming through a global pandemic. Yeah. Uh, a lot of churches went away in COVID and uh, and, and by God's grace, we didn't. Um, and I think just to celebrate, just to do the exercise. I know this is a very non-celebratory way to say, <laughs> do the exercise of just celebrating together. And it was a beautiful day and uh, a lot of people came through and it was, it was yeah. good. Yeah. That's a funny word exercise because, yeah, People that know us well know that we're
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're not super celebratory, you know. We're on right. to the next thing, right. and it's great. Yeah. You know, it doesn't yeah. mean in our heart we're not excited about yeah. it. We just yeah. don't always show it. But it, it yeah, that's but right. It is a great exercise, and I do want to like have a monument to what God's yeah. done here. And and talking to that family, they're asking lots of questions. Right, it was really interesting to hear because they're not a what I would say a church going family. Right, and so it was a really different experience for yeah. them to come into yeah. a setting that you know, especially if you're used to a very classical setting of church yeah, yeah um but they're asking like what do you do in the community and and what are you doing internationally and, you know i'm telling them all this yeah. stuff and they're like so do you have a newsletter and i was like yeah. that turned into more of a newspaper to be yeah, honest yeah, we're yeah. speaking of not celebrating but right. i was like yeah we're in you know doing stuff in this many countries and we planted churches here in the metro planted right. churches internationally right i was like we help feed the hungry in the metro uh, well even today we're hosting a uh, city union mission has yep. their graduation of yeah. homeless people have gone through their program is happening here and it's, it's awesome. just I was like there's so much stuff I don't know how we could communicate all of it but then too it just sets me back where I'm like thank you God yeah that we can yeah. be a part of so many things yeah. that are that are
1: happening here yeah and we're we are we're an oddity in a lot of ways because I don't think that if you walked in I don't, I don't think we look like an 80 year old 79 year old church yeah um in in many 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 ways and I think, and I tried to say this to the church on Sunday, the way that you say vital, uh, uh, um, not vital, uh, th- that you maintain vitality is the celebration of the things that God is, is doing. So is being generous, is throwing parties, is you know, going crazy when one person gets baptized. Those are, those are the things that, that keep a church lively and young and fruitful for, for lots of years. And, and so I do have this kind of built-in fear Um, especially knowing who I am, that we'll just build, 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 build. And we won't Mm -hmm. stop and just say, thank you, God, uh, that we won't stop, see the needs of others, be absurdly generous. Um, And so for me, you know, I I understand. And, you know, I've had some pushback on why we celebrate our birthday every year. Um, For me, it's kind of a spiritual discipline of, Mm -hmm. because if we don't, I think we're going to be prone to forget I'm going to be prone to forget. So, you know, frankly, it's an expensive way to have to remember, but I th- I still think it's a good, it's a good, good way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and God's been yeah. good to us. And yeah,
1: yeah and we do we want to
0: be generous. We you do. Know, and that's yeah. a great thing. Even yeah. I was a, I was meeting with one of our principals from one of the school partners we yeah. have yeah. last week. And, and there's a need in the school. Yeah. And I said, well, let us come over this summer yeah. and make that happen. Yeah. She's like, okay, I think it's going to cost about this much. Yeah. And, and yeah. it, for me, it was a relatively low number. I was sure. "That's," I said, "Are you, are you like, sure? Really budgeting yeah. that?" She's like, yeah. "Well, it'll." And I just looked at her. I said, "How about we just double that number?" Yeah, yeah. And she was yes. just right. You can do. You up uh, yeah. 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 God's been good to us. And we want to be good to you. Yeah. And I just think that's that's
1: grace, man. Yeah. And that, that's what we get to celebrate. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's so fun to be able to, um, to be able to do that. It's that's the best. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So we'll make a hard pivot here. into Let's this, make a The pivot. end of this yeah. Sunday is, yeah. you know, 79 years, which yeah. um, I hadn't seen your notes prior to the sermon, and so I got in there, so I was like, yeah. what's he going to talk about Yeah, today? right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're going through the Bible over the course yeah. of a year, so yeah. you've I mean, you got to kind of pick and choose where you're going to land, and of course, you know, pick up on David and Goliath. Right. But I'm, I'm curious to hear from you, because you took a, an angle I hadn't seen or heard before, sure. which was basically you preached the same sermon twice. twice. Yeah. Right. So what prompted that? What, how'd you get to, to that point where you said, okay, I need to hit it from here and
1: here? Yeah, so I, obviously, David and Goliath is a very famous story in lots of genres and in lots of cultures. Uh, I think it's also a really misunderstood story. You know, on Easter, we did The Prodigal Son, mm-hmm. uh, a very well-known, very misunderstood story. And And typically, the way that an evangelical church, evangelical pastor comes out, and this is not a criticism, uh, is to kind of encourage us as we face the giants of our life right. to look at David and say, you know, what was he thinking? How did he respond? And what can we learn from that? And, and I think that that's helpful. And I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to miss that because yeah. I think that a lot of people are facing lots of giants right now. Especially uh, now. Especially now. Yeah. And I think there's validity to that, but I also think the misunderstanding is um, we're not David in the story. Um, There are certain giants that we face that we can't win. There's not, it's not more information, more money, more network, more experience. You just, you're not, this is just now a part of your story, not a good part, not an enjoyable part. You're not going to beat it. Right. So how do we face? And, And really, when you, when I, when a preacher superimposes be like David, you really put a weight on people's back that they cannot carry no. for any length of the no, time. You can't live up to that. Yeah, you can't no. live up to that. So it's inherently it's not anti-gospel in the sense that, you know, it's true. It's just not true enough. Yeah. And and so I wanted to make sure that I tried to help people practically, but I also wanted to say, you aren't David, you're the guy on the sidelines saying, I need a champion to fight my battles, to, to meet my needs, to defeat my giants. And that's not you, that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and so I wanted to kind of come in the familiar door, and then I wanted to try to pull the rug out from everyone. And, um, and, and, and so it just required me to be concise, because you're teaching two <laughs> messages in 35 minutes, but uh, I, I kind of wanted to set it up a little bit and, uh, and then get people's eyes onto Jesus.
0: Okay, yeah. that was interesting, and I highlighted two things in there where you said, you know, trust humble weapons, yeah, and expect victory, yeah. I'm like, man, that is that is great, and uh, and it brought me back to Have you ever listened to or seen the Malcolm Gladwell piece yeah. on yeah. David? David and Glad- yeah, yeah, David. Yeah, yeah. That was so interesting because he takes he uses the Bible as a historical reference. He does. He does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he really sidesteps all of the spiritual side of it. Yeah, he does. And but the points he makes about David, he was like essentially david walked in knowing he was going to win yeah right and he breaks down how in that type of wartime you had uh you had three different types of yeah. troops you had cavalry, you had infantry and then yeah. you had artillery yeah 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 and he said goliath was like an infantry right. troop, you know all the armor sword shield all this Yeah. big slow yes yeah. and david comes in using his slingshot which is their form of artillery back yeah. then he said, yeah. and he's like what you don't know he's like these people are highly accurate he's right. like 200 meters yeah they could hit people, they could hit birds out of the air. Yeah. He's like, "Sir, so for David, it wasn't a
1: right, like
0: Yeah. It wasn't a thing. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. man, if you just how much of that is like Jesus? You know, Jesus is just yeah. walking in with like Yeah. It's it's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. It's That's not right. even a thing. And, That's right. And the other part, which I haven't been able to su- substantiate that Malcolm brings up, is that the reason David picked up five stones uh-huh. is because
1: historically it's said that yeah. Goliath had four brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I actually, I do think that that's true. I, uh, I, I come across that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think, I think he knew he needed one and was kind of making a symbol of, uh, the little mafia, uh, situation. (laughs) Um, but yeah, yeah. And I, I have read the book and, uh, you know, if you haven't read it, it's, it's definitely a fascinating read. Um, and if I weren't a follower of Jesus and God, were not, was not a part of the equation um, you know, it, it, it would, it would definitely be interesting. Um, but I think in our own lives, you know, the trust, humble weapons thing, whether, whether Malcolm is right or not, it's, it is still a stone. It's, it's like a, you know, a nine millimeter mm-hmm. pistol against a tank. Right. Um, and and so many of the things that God calls us to utilize in spiritual warfare have that same sense, that same feeling to us. Absolutely. You know, you want me to pray? Right. Like, you want me to you, turn the other cheek? Yeah, you want me to have faith. You want me to be prepared to share the gospel. How how is this protective? How is this pro, you know progressive in any way, shape, or form toward this giant that I'm facing? And uh, and, and yet it's it, it, the reality is it's it's not prayer in my hands. It's prayer in God's ear. It's not faith. You know, it's not it's not my faith. It's whatever I give to God. God utilizes according to his capacity and his ability. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, I think from a, a humanistic standpoint, was there strategy involved for David? Yes, but the strategy that David had is baked into the text. That's right. I'm out here. You defied my God. Now my God has to, you know, he, he's going to take care yeah. of. And it could have been a stone. It could have been, I don't know. It, it could have been anything um, because David believed what we don't what i don't i won't speak for you um you know these humble things are powerful in the hands of a powerful god yeah and uh and and because of that he expected he expected to win not because he was savvy or you know i i've got the right amount of stones because of what he believed about god and again for me i don't I, i i mean i'm just what a non-lead pastor thing to say, but I, I get in spots where I'm doing the right thing with no expectation mm-hmm. that God's going to, you know, we were just talking about being generous. You know, sometimes when you, you don't have the money to be generous, you're like, God, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't actually think that you provide for my needs. And so if I give, if I give what I have to John... Who's going to give to me, Right. you know? um, I don't actually think that prayer works. I don't actually think that faith works. Or I don't think that my faith is big enough. Um, And we kind of quantify it according to what we see and how we feel and our own belief systems. And David, you know, Acts 13 says that David is a man after God's own hearts because he, you know, in in layman's terms, because he would do what he's told, because he'll obey. And David... Was mightily used by God because he just regularly took God at His word, which is such a preachy, churchy thing to say, but it really is the magic sauce. I mean, people say he's a man after God's own heart because he loved God's word. No, that's not what the Bible says. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, yes. He's a man after God's own heart because he took God at His word and he acted upon it. And uh, and uh, a fascinating, fascinating story. But yeah, good.
0: Yeah, and a guy that you know in the Bible plan that you and I are on. Yeah. Really it just had a major screw up. Yeah. You know, so here's it, which is, <clears throat> it's frustrating in a sense because I feel like we read through the Old Testament. Yeah. And it's like, would somebody just do what you're do supposed the right to time. do? Yeah. do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. And then, but it's also encouraging as a man who is like, here's a guy that was after God's own heart, yeah. that God used as foreshadowing that had Jesus' bloodline come from. Yeah. And just had a major screw yeah. up.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm like, okay, well, that, yeah. And- so all of the pastors are on a Bible reading plan through the year uh, together, we do that every year. And right now we're on David and Bathsheba in a pretty, I mean, th- there is no space for empathy or sympathy for David, a very conservative, co- you know, concerted, murderous, premeditated, lust-driven. Uh, and then, you know, most commentaries say probably a year in rebellious defiance, non-confession mm. until Na- Nathan comes to him and has to like side dorm, you know, tell him this story. David gets very self-righteous, let's, you know, and Nathan basically says, you're the guy. And I I don't know, I hadn't noticed this before, but when they, later in the chapter, whenever they are um, talking about David's kids, one of his kids was named Nathan. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, what an interesting thing, this great leader to name his son after his confronter. That tells you something about the quality of this guy, because yes. most of us, when we get confronted by somebody, it's, you know, arm strength. And David said, so I'm going my kid after you. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, on one hand, deeply worrying, <laughs> deeply, <laughs> you know, if this dude can do this, uh, be yes. that brazen, certainly, you know, especially for everything that I just said, that I'm not like David, um, certainly I, I, I can. Um, but also, you know, you get to Psalm 51 and see his confession. Mm-hmm. And his confession is, again, requiring of God to keep his words. Right. Right. Uh, his confession isn't David-centered. It's God-centered. And uh, it's, it's so instructive for me, for us, just how uh, David at his best was enormously, and this is a simplistic way to say it, was enormously god-centered in, in his perspective of things yeah and uh and, and very aggressive in his response to the god-centered perspective that he had and um fascinating guy yeah fascinating. yeah talk about knowing how to celebrate well yeah yeah <laughs> that's right that's right yeah, <laughs> celebrating yeah. so
0: much his wife was offended yeah you know? yeah, and yeah. I was like, man what yeah There's so what much to learn from him and yeah. so yeah, had to try and unpack him in one yeah yeah section here but yeah that's uh yeah, to live up to somebody like that and, right. and to see what he did and good and bad. Good and bad. But yeah. then I think too the part, you know, as we talk about legacy in seventy nine years here, yeah. like that's what David did was he built up a legacy he that he did. could hand off. He did. He did. And there were things that he wanted to see accomplished. Yeah. That God said, You're not gonna be able to do that in your yeah. lifetime.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And I think, man, for us, I mean that's that's exactly what we talk about. That's exactly like what there's we're things that about. we dream about and we're like, God, please. Yeah. and, yeah. and we just know, well we don't know. We but, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that I'm gonna see it in my lifetime. But I believe we're gonna hand off something here. Yeah. That God's been doing an amazing work in. Yeah. Um, hopefully for another seventy nine years that, yeah. Unless he comes back sooner, that just continues, like you said, number five, number six, who yeah. however many that's right this this thing goes, that uh yeah, I hope we can we can be more like David. But Agreed. also loving your story where it's like, We're David in this yeah, story here. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's important when you're reading your Bible. and I say this to our church. Uh, you know, you know, don't look for yourself primarily. Look for Jesus, and if you find Jesus, you'll find yourself. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the opposite isn't true. Um, lots of times when I'm looking for myself, I miss Jesus. And this is a this is the classic story of that. That you can read the Bible in a way that creates a lot of burden, a lot of guilt, a lot of condemnation for you. That's not the way that God intends it to be read. Right. Um, and it's not the way that God intends David and Goliath to be read, and uh, and you know we can go into a lot of different places. You reference Goliath's uh, brothers, and there's a lot of rabbit trails coming off of this story. Um, but uh, you know, it, it just seeing Jesus as our champion, seeing Jesus as giving to us a victory that we um, couldn't get and had no interest in pursuing. Right. Um, and, and, you know, uh, Jesus's victory, Jesus's Goliath was at Calvary ultimately. And, uh, and there's just so many fascinating things, uh, about him, but, you know, to kind of piggyback that, that, that generational thing that you said, I, I think that it's important for all churches, all leaders, all Christians, you know, I want to, we, we talk about wanting to work, like we're going to get, see all these things in our lifetime, Mm -hmm. but to allow God to give us a vision, that's far. So we want to hit the, hit the finish line, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, part of me wants to hit it in a sprint and part of me wants to just be spent, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. Um, but to have a vision that exceeds your life and then to work in an attempt to get it all into your life. Uh, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of what David did. And he made some mistakes along the, yeah, along the ways, but, uh, uh, but, but God used his life and was gracious. You know, Never God never took back that covenant that he made with David, even when David was doing, mm-hmm. doing goofy things. So grateful for that part of his story as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I love the part, too. Um, one, I want to get emotional thinking about all the stuff that we think God is going to do here. Yeah, yeah, that's of. right. That's right. Um, but also think about how honoring David was. Like yeah. even to Mephibosheth. I can't even say his name. Mephibosheth. Not. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and And seeking out like how do I honor the people that I yeah. know need honored yeah, and that's right, and honor God in all things, yeah. even after he screws up and murders people, and yeah. you know yeah. does all this stuff, he still comes back and uh had an interesting conversation with someone on Sunday they were talking about the path they're on, yeah, and I'm like, man, I'm just I know the path that I'm supposed to be on, I got off on this other one, yeah, I said, one, well, what do you need to get back on the right one right, right, and so many times, yeah. It's easy to stray, but yeah. you know where it's at. And yeah, sometimes right. we just need help getting back, and that's what we see in, in David's story. That's right. And, and what a legacy he left and, and a lineage, lineage he lineage. left. Yeah. And I uh, and hope that we're doing the same here. I think that we okay. are. I hope so. We're trying. We're trying, Graceway. We're trying,
1: trying Graceway. Grace <laughs> yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah. Well, Graceway, thanks for tuning in. If you're not Grace Way I hope you are Graceway soon. <laughs> and uh, hit that subscribe, like, follow, and uh, we'll look forward to connecting with you next week
1: thanks for tuning into the Graceway Experience. Hope we can talk again sometime.